0: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs.
2: week and we are always happy to be joined by the great tim Kirchin, baseball writer and analyst for espn and espn.com you may have seen him on the cardinals game last week he joins us now via the brown and crouppen celebrity line tim we always appreciate the time my friend how are you doing I'm well, fellas. How you doing? We're doing all right. It was not the greatest weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals. They lose two out of three against the Reds. I wanted to start out before we get into kind of bigger picture baseball conversations with you, Tim, getting your impression of the Cardinals. Like I said, you got to see them last week. Uh, What are your kind of 10,000 foot view of this team right now?
1: Well, it's a pretty average team, and I thought, The Cardinals would be better than this. I thought they were the best team in the Central, and I've been wrong so far. The injuries, obviously, to Flaherty and Michaelis have really hurt this team. But it's not a good offensive team. They're 13th in the league in runs scored. And without those two top pitchers, the ERA is ninth best. Um, They've been outscored by 35 runs, um, so they've got a lot of work to do, and I mean an enormous amount of work to do to make the playoffs. And at this point, uh, it's not looking good to win the division because of the Brewers pitching, and the wild cards to me are pretty much wrapped up in the National League West with the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants.
0: So, Tim, you just made my uh, my buddy over here, BK, start to cry a little bit because he's been holding out the optimism Tim, for this.
2: you're one of the most positive individuals <laughs> in the world, and you just came on here and basically
0: said, hey, the Cardinals is not looking great. <laughs> Tim, do you yeah, see well, any possibility well, that they could get into a wild card or a playoff spot? Yes. The next 17
1: games, I believe it is, are just critical. They're they're playing teams that are either at right at 500, just a tiny bit over, mostly under and you know they're going to have to go like you know re- they have to go like 13 and 4 over these next 17 to get them going again i mean it's cleveland and the twins and the braves and the royals and the pirates and the royals i mean this is the time before they get to the brewers again that they have to get really hot and i think they can cuz i think they're a better team than they've shown to this point but the the problem is the brewers pitching is spectacular those first three starters are great and they have two guys at the end of the game they're really difficult to beat and to repeat the padres giants and dodgers are all really good teams and that's where the wild cards are coming from so they're either cardinals are going to have to beat the, the brewers which you know they're they're eight games out or they're going to have to beat one of those west teams and and again that's the tricky part But the hope is the next 17 games they get red hot if you're a Cardinal fan.
2: Yeah, the other thing is, Tim, that the timing on the schedule is not great either in terms of when the trade deadline is because the Cardinals between now and the deadline only have two more games. They play Tuesday and Wednesday against Cleveland, and they're off today. They're off on Thursday, and then they pick up again Friday night. So they basically have what they know. Like what they have now is what they're going to know going into the deadline if you were in John Mosellock's shoes, is there something you'd be looking to acquire to be able to set yourself up for this stretch run? Or do you just kind of go forward with what you have right now?
1: Well, you have to be realistic here that I don't think they're going to go out and make a massive deal for a big time player, uh, whether it's Joey Gallo or Kyle Gibson or somebody. Those are big time players right now. Chris Bryant, I don't see that happening. Craig Kimbrell, don't see that happening. But if they can go get a couple of relief pitchers, which they really need given the walk rate from that pen and just the the unreliability of that pen most of the season, uh, I think that would go a long way. They need to go get a couple of bullpen guys. The problem is that's what every other team in baseball is going to be looking for at this time of year is bullpen help. So that's what I think the Cardinals will do, and I think they should, because that bullpen has to get better than it's been so far.
0: What do you think that asking price looks like, Tim? Because, you know, we heard in the initial stages of conversations of the Cardinals trying to upgrade their deficiencies that, you know, it's going to be Nolan Gorman, Matthew Levivor, the top prospects. Uh, do they start to kind of look at the bargain bin trades for some teams or do you think they go for the the high players and hope that the ask isn't their top prospects?
1: Well, I think the ask is going to be their top prospects because we have so many more buyers now than we have sellers that these the rates are going to be pretty high for, you know, pretty good relief pitchers. And I think either the Cardinals have to say, "Alright, we're willing to give up a top prospect to get some help," or maybe they'll just say, "No, that's the future of the organization to some degree, we have to hang on to them." So, I think they'll go get a couple of useful guys, but nothing major and nothing that will decimate their farm system.
2: Tim Kirk is, is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Of course, baseball writer and analyst for ESPN and ESPN.com, one of the best in the industry. Tim, we talked with Walt Jockety, the former Cardinals general manager, a couple of weeks ago now here on the show. And it's always interesting for me to kind of look back on the moves that he had made almost 20 years ago now. He was one of the guys that was very unafraid of trading prospects for proven major league pieces. Are the Padres that team now? Have they become the team that is just completely unafraid of going all in, regardless of what the price is?
1: Yes. And AJ Preller, their general manager, that fits his personality perfectly. I know him very well. He is relentless, he never sleeps, he's brilliant. He's wildly competitive, and the Adam Frazier deal yesterday proved all of that, that they went and got a guy who can play second base or the outfield, lead the league in hits, uh, brings a different energy to that team, and a team that has not been a great offensive team this year by any means, and he gives them just a slightly different look. And I think when you have the interest as high as it is in, the, in San Diego right now and you have the Giants north of you and the Dodgers north of you and they are really good, uh, you really got to do something. So I really admire A.J. Preller and the Padres for saying, we're going to go for it. We got to go for it completely. And that was another case of it yesterday.
0: Tim, another team that I'm really interested uh, about in kind of a two-part question here is what happens with the Washington Nationals after being swept by the Baltimore Orioles? And the second part of that question is, I know the Cardinals have been tied to them with Max Scherzer's name, but do you think they, they could be tied to other players on the Nationals roster?
1: Yeah, I, I think this is obviously the trickiest time of year. I'm I promise you. I've spoken to general managers for forty years about this, and Bills, I've had I've had them say, if we win tonight, we're gonna we're gonna buy. <laughs> we lose tonight, we're gonna sell. That's how far. That's how much it comes down to the wire with certain teams. But I think the Nationals getting swept, eight games out, eight games under, that might be a sign. That they're willing to sell now instead of add, but there, Mike Rizzo's the GM. He's wildly competitive, also. He's not going to give up on anything. But if Matt Scherzer is going to bring them what they need, and then there's a possibility they could re-sign him after the season, which is what happened with the Yankees and enrolled as Chapman a few years ago. I think that that would satisfy it. But don't forget, Matt Scherzer has. Um, you know, 10 and five, right. So he can, he can, he can stop any trade. He's in charge of this. So it'll be really interesting to see what the nationals do, but I don't see them trading off any of their key, key pieces, you know, like Soto or Turner or anyone <laughs> like that, obviously, but, uh, you know, they could go in the bullpen and make a deal. Brad hand. Uh, somebody like that who could really help somebody.
0: Tim, follow-up, what do you think happens with Trey Turner? Because I just saw Peter Gammons put out a tweet earlier that's saying that that he's here in the Washington ownership, isn't going to do anything long-term with Trey Turner.
1: Well, that would be a mistake. He is a dynamic offensive player. He is a darn good shortstop defensively. He can fly. He's a great teammate. And if they're interested in winning long-term there, and I know that Mike Rizzo is, not only do they have to sign Juan Soto long term, that's a given and that's obvious, and they will because he's that good. They have to sign Trey Turner also, and then they have to get Steven Strasburg healthy. They have to figure out Max Scherzer. So, I understand. You know, you can't pay everyone, but you got to pay Trey Turner because he's one of the better players in the game.
2: Another couple of minutes with Tim Kirchin of ESPN and ESPN.com here on BK and Ferrario. Tim, what do you find most interesting uh, this year at the deadline? Is there anything in particular that that you are really honing in on to see how this goes over the next four or five days? Well,
1: me and everyone else is honing in on the
2: Cubs. What exactly are they going to do? And
1: exactly to what extent are they going to do this rebuild? I've had people in the in the industry tell me, they're not going to trade Rizzo. They're not going to trade Baez, but they might trade, you know, uh, Chris Bryant and they might trade the closer. And I think that's, you know, Craig Kimbrell can really help several teams right now. But the question is how far are the Cubs going to go in in dismantling this team? I mean, Jed Hoyer is a very good general manager, and you know, he really doesn't want to be the guy who's linked to trading away the heart of the team, but maybe now is the time to do it. I think two of those big four have a chance to go. I would be surprised if Rizzo or Baez moved, but I repeat, this story on things changes not every day, it's every hour, and it's a very, very disconcerting time to try to get things right because the story changes so often.
2: Tim, I know you're a basketball fan. Were you able to watch any of the U.S. versus France yesterday?
1: No, and thankfully, I I didn't. <laughs> I, I really do love basketball, and I just – I'm sorry. I just don't understand with 12 NBA players on our team against four on their team how we, we didn't win. And I'm rooting for the USA. I root for us in everything, and I always will. But I'm confused because if I've got Damian Lillard and – Kevin Durant on my team, not to mention Jason Tatum and a bunch of others. We have to win. It's the best team in the, in the world. It should be. And I'm sure Greg Popovich will figure this out before it's too late. I'm sure of that.
2: It's completely baffling how this continues to happen. Alas, here we are. Tim, we always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much for hopping on with us on a Monday morning. All the best this week. And hopefully you'll get at least a little bit of sleep going into the deadline. Uh, no chance of that. But thanks, <laughs> fellas. See you.